Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A different beast? Yeah, it kind of appears that the Montreal Canadiens have encountered one. It's the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast, Justin Cuthbert with you after Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final and a 5-1 victory for the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Montreal Canadiens. It was a bit of a rude awakening. I mean, these teams are meeting for the first time all season, so they don't really know how to... They haven't really sized each other up yet, at least. And Tampa is at the height of its powers in terms of its you know team-building process. We're talking about a team that is, as Dougie Hamilton pointed out, $99 million dollars worth $99 million and certainly over the salary cap. And Montreal, only six weeks ago, was the 18th best team in the NHL. And, uh, you know, maybe fortunate to be even in the postseason at all. So it seemed like there was a chasm between these two teams at least six weeks to two months ago. And after what was a decisive Game 1 victory for the Tampa Bay Lightning, perhaps that chasm still exists because... You know, in every aspect of this game, it seemed to be on the side of Tampa. I mean, this is the battle of elite goaltenders with Andre Vasilevsky and Carey Price. And it was clear that Andre Vasilevsky had a better game than Price did. And Montreal's tried and true tactics, at least here in the postseason, you know, counterattack and structure and all those good things. Well, they were actually used by Tampa against Montreal. And if you sort of look at all the superstars involved in the game, and there's a handful of them, you know, I'd say the majority, if not all of them, at least showing themselves in this game were wearing blue sweaters. And then that special teams thing. You know, we're talking about the extraordinary power play that we've seen from Tampa Bay and the equally impenetrable penalty kill from the Montreal Canadiens. Well, that matchup of special teams went Tampa Bay's way as well. So it was clear which team was more prepared in this moment. And it's clear after game one that Montreal needs an adjustment. I guess the question is... Can Luke Richardson and Dominique Ducharme via Zoom and the rest of the staff, can they make that adjustment before the Canadians fall behind to nothing? Because the next game, of course, is at Amelie Arena. And at Amelie Arena, there is a clear tactical aspect that at least revealed itself in game one and probably would hold firm through game two as well. That tactical you know, aspect that we did not think about coming into this series is that John Cooper is not going to allow Phil Deneau to be Phil Deneau. He's not going to allow Phil Deneau to do Phil Deneau things. The expectation coming into the series was that we would see a matchup between Phil Deneau, the best defensive center in the playoffs so far, and maybe the best defensive top line with Brendan Gallagher and Arturi Lekkanen on it as well, going head-to-head with Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, who have been the best two offensive players in the Stanley Cup playoffs to this point. It was strength on strength, or so we thought. But the reality is that John Cooper doesn't want any part of that. The reality is that John Cooper, despite the fact that Braden Point could play against anyone, 
It doesn't matter who Braden points out there against. He's going to compete and likely give the advantage to the Tampa Bay Lightning. But unlike other coaches, certainly ones that have opposed Montreal to this point, he's not just going to take for granted the fact that Braden Point is a great player, and he's going to make life as favorable as possible on his top center. So instead of Phil Deneau, Braden Point saw a second line of Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield and Tyler Toffoli, which really could not compete with Braden Point and can't compete despite how comfortable they get in this series in this playoffs. Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov are the type of tandem that's going to pretty much beat anyone. And if they're going against two young players that are still establishing themselves at the NHL level, the clear advantage lies with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, it wasn't this way when we were drawing up this series. Why? Because we just assumed that the top lines would play, play against each other because that's what's happened in the previous three series. But with Cooper going this route, it's created this brilliant bit of reverse engineering. It's not to shut down Deneau, but it's essentially to waste Deneau's minutes, to make him sort of purposeless in these playoffs, or in this series at least. And I think we saw just that. We saw an identity crisis, at least it seemed, with Phil Deneau trying to figure out exactly what he's supposed to be doing out there in the first period because, you know, he wasn't seeing Brayden Point. He wasn't seeing any sort of superstar. He was seeing Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, and uh, Barclay Goodrow. And that's basically the light version of what they're trying to do. Phil Deneau is like, he is the one top center that plays the way he does, a defensive first top center. It's very unique how the Montreal Canadiens have structured this. But you see shutdown lines on most teams, and the Tampa Bay Lightning have a brilliant shutdown line. It's just not the one that they rely on for those heavy, heavy matchups. The shutdown line for Tampa is fully capable of shutting down the offensive capabilities of Phil Deneau and a Brendan Gallagher. So... As Deneau tries to figure out what's going on, we have Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov simply going off in this game. And by the time it was over, they had six points between them. They had contributed, at least one of them, on four of the five goals scored for Tampa Bay. And again, they were dealing mainly with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, who were making mistakes that fed directly into their offense. What's amazing is that Point and Kucherov actually avoided... Shea Weber and Ben Sherrod as well. And I'm as I'm talking about Deneau, I'm leaving behind the fact that the, the, the help that he's gotten to shut down lines, he's also leaned on the defensive core, or the defensive pairing of Shea Weber and Ben Sherrod. Those three have worked so well together to shut down Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and the Shifley-less top line with the Winnipeg Jets. They made us believe that Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty were hurt badly when they really weren't because they played so well in shutting down that top line. But now they're not together because John Cooper has made it that way. Very interesting dynamic. And it's it's crazy how none of us have thought about it, but we can't beat ourselves up too bad because the three coaches that have played against Montreal so far didn't think of doing that. Very, very interesting. Now, we knew what Braden Point could do under those circumstances, but we weren't sure totally about Nikita Kutra because there were concerns about his health coming into this game but for the Tampa Bay Lightning, or at least from a Lightning perspective, thankfully he looked totally unobstructive, engaged, motivated, highly dangerous. In fact, he was probably the best player on the ice from either team. 
and he made a statement in this game, actually two statements before it was over. After scoring twice in the third period, he set up Steven Stamkos for a goal to get the captain going in the series as well. And with that assist, this third primary point of the game, he became the third player in history with consecutive 30-point postseasons. And guess who the other two names are there? Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. So he's done something that only the two best players in history have done here. And with that 30th point, he also spoiled the streak of 30-plus consecutive power plays killed on the part of Montreal. So hitting a legendary benchmark himself and also taking away that last bit of confidence that Montreal may have had going into Game 2 in terms of what they were doing so well and what they were able to at least limit on the side of Tampa Bay. As for Montreal, I mean, looking ahead at the series now, I mean, we have we got to think about how Montreal can even this up before it goes home. Because, you know, clearly they're going to have some advantages when they're playing at Bell Centre, but the, the business at hand or the task at hand right now has to be about getting back to what they did well in order to potentially win a game two. Now, two things that they've done extraordinarily well and really what's gotten them to this point is, one, the counterattack. What Montreal, how Montreal is dominant is dominance within their structure. The way they move, the way they compete, the way they have speed and pace within their game, within their schemes. That's how they both defend and that's how they both, and that's, that's how they create their chances. So if they defend and they create chances within this one thing, that's how they've won games. That's been their recipe. And of course they were drawn out of that a little bit tonight. They made several mistakes. They didn't play in that structure because the game was being, you know, they were chasing the game because they gave up a lead so quickly, and they made those mistakes. And then the other reason that they're in the position they're in is that they create advantages for themselves. Now, the Lightning clearly established those in game game one here. I, it's hard to find any advantages that Montreal uncovered. Maybe the fourth line, but honestly, uh, you know, despite the numbers suggesting that, you know, Eric Stahl and Corey Perry maybe got the better of Pat Maroon and Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson had the best chance out of all of them and just got robbed by Carey Price and when the game was still sort of within reach. So I'm not willing to give that advantage yet to the fourth line, but even still, Montreal has to create some other advantages or they're not going to be able to compete in this series. Now, that a lot of it comes down to what John Cooper did with Phil Deneau. So a lot of it is trying to change the way this game is played, but that's easier said than done. So how does Luke Richardson and again, over Zoom, Dominique Ducharme, you know, try to ch turn the tide here for game two. I mean, the, I think the one thing that would really change the way the game is played is if Montreal scores first. I think that would allow them to play within that structure that I was, that I was talking about in the previous point. But you can't count on the fact that you're going to score the first goal. And Richardson could play that matchup game as much as possible and like, pull Deneau off the ice here and put that line on here and get Phil Deneau on the ice really quickly. They could try to do that, but when you are so dedicated to that and you can't function without trying to get the proper, li proper line on the ice, it can be more detrimental than anything. I think that would be a mistake on their part to be just racing to get the right matchup and really losing sight of what's important, which is competing from shift to shift. So that brings me to maybe option... C, which would be a potential lineup change. And that sounds crazy given the fact that Montreal has looked so good within their four-line structure for the 
you know, in, since game four versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, or I guess since game five versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, they've looked so good and be able to create all these advantages. What they've done so well is see the puzzle, find the right pieces, figure out the puzzle, complete the puzzle, and then they have enough time to act on it. Now, they don't look like they have any pieces in place right now. But if there is a lineup change, maybe that can turn the tide a little bit. And I think the one person or the one player that makes any sense in terms of a move would be Brendan Gallagher. Because this is a guy whose role has changed with the Habs considerably in these playoffs. Playing with Phil Deneau, and he has for a long time, but in this iteration of the Canadians, he's turned into a guy who's you know, charged with stopping the opposition from scoring when he was the guy relied on to score goals himself. So if you move Gallagher around, maybe you can create a dynamic or a matchup or an advantage within the roster somewhere that could turn the tide for them in the series or at least in game two. But then again, if you're able to get Deneau out there against Point and Kucherov and you don't have Gallagher with him, have you left yourself exposed against the best tandem in postseason hockey today? It's a tough call. I mean, there's a lot of thought that has to go into the next 48 hours for the Montreal Canadiens because they simply cannot get the matchups they want until they're playing at home at Bell Center. As they are in Tampa, the advantages lie clearly with the Lightning. And whatever they do, the Canadiens, might not work as they try to change things up for Game 2. And they have to because it clearly didn't work in Game 1. Let's touch briefly on the officiating. Uh, which I didn't think was a huge issue, but, you know, Gary Bettman did his, you know, annual Stanley Cup final press conference where he's grilled on all subjects from Olympics to, you know, analytics to track player tracking, everything, everything under the sun. Gary Bettman will be asked about betting the like, um, but you know, there was really important issues that were discussed, including what's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks. And there were other issues, minor issues in comparison to that, like the officiating. And I think of the two big, you know, um, two things that Gary was grilled on the most, it was the Chicago Blackhawks issue and it was the officiating in these playoffs. And I feel like because Gary Bettman came out in staunch support of the officials, that maybe they were reacting to what Bettman said a little bit in the press conference and wanted to fulfill their boss's, uh, you know, pledges that they've been doing their job up until this point. So what we saw was two really questionable penalties in the first period, really soft calls that really lowered the standard and maybe got the teams to play a little bit tighter within the rules. It's possible that that happened and that's possible that that's a good thing. But two pretty weak penalties lowered the bar, and we saw two teams playing within the whistles pretty well, and therefore, it was a reasonably officiated game, I thought. Still, though, despite what happened within the whistles, what happened outside the whistles was not really within the referee's control. We saw a lot of scrums. We saw a lot of tussles, especially in the third period, uh, in front of you know creases and increases. Um, and we saw a pretty unfortunate incident with Mikhail Sergachev and Brendan Gallagher tying up and Brendan Gallagher falling face first onto the ice, being cracked open and blood pouring all over his face. You leave with an ugly image after the referees did what was a pretty decent job and the teams were, you know, the teams left no, 
you know, major issues, major controversies after the game because of their play within the rules. But still, the league office has a worst case scenario with a memeable moment with Brendan Gallagher on the ice and blood pouring out of his face. Now, that's the normal tenor of a postseason series, especially when two teams are just meeting for the first time or haven't played each other in a while at the end of a Stanley Cup run. Usually there is that nastiness that they almost sort of engineer themselves. It does feel a little bit contrived sometimes. So it's more of that issue and as opposed to a, you know, officiating issue or a player safety issue, but still the league office after coming out and, you know, saying our officials are doing a great job and keeping things in control and you have a star player for one team blood pouring out of his head after being thrown face first into the ice. Not great. Um, officiating we will track as we move forward here but we will keep our eyes on the more important things which is you know how the Montreal Canadiens are going to respond to this game one victory because it was decisive it was clean it was all the part of a Stanley Cup and a defending Stanley Cup champion in the Tampa Bay Lightning so the Lightning take game one over the Montreal Canadiens 5-1 game two goes Wednesday night we shall see how the Montreal Canadiens respond and come correct for Game 2, because it seems like they're going to have to get into this series, at least make some progress, if they're going to figure out and solve the puzzle, and do what they've done to this point all postseason long, which is to figure out an opponent and leave enough time in order to beat them. Tampa Bay Lightning did not show their cards, did not expose a vulnerability in Game 1. So it's on Montreal to at least uncover a few of those and make some progress in this series in game two, or it could be curtains quite soon. Wednesday night, game two, Tampa Bay and Montreal. The Stanley Cup final rolls on, and we will do the same on the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.